John 5. After this, a Jewish festival took place and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. By the Sheep Gate in Jerusalem, there is a pool called Bethesda in Aramaic, which has five colonnades. Within these lay a number of the disabled, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there who had been disabled for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and realized he had already been there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to get well? Sir, the disabled man answered, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I'm coming up, someone goes down ahead of me. Get up, Jesus told him. Pick up your mat and walk. Instantly, the man got well and picked up his mat and started to walk. Now, that day was the Sabbath, and so the Jews said to the man who had been healed, This is the Sabbath. The law prohibits you from picking up your mat. He replied, The man who made me well told me, Pick up your mat and walk. Who is this man who told you, Pick up your mat and walk? They asked. But the man who was healed did not know who it was, because Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. After this, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you are well. Do not sin any more so that something worse doesn't happen to you. The man went and reported to the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. Therefore, the Jews began persecuting Jesus because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. Jesus responded to them, My father is still working and I am working also. This is why the Jews began trying all the more to kill him. Not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal to God. Jesus replied, Truly I tell you, the son is not able to do anything on his own but only what he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, the Son likewise does these things. For the Father loves the Son and shows him everything he is doing, and he will show him greater works than these, so that you will be amazed. And just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, so the Son also gives life to whom he wants. The Father, in fact, judges no one, but has given all judgment to the Son, so that all people may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Anyone who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Truly I tell you, anyone who hears my words and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not come under judgment, but has passed from death to life. Truly I tell you, an hour is coming and is now here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For just as the Father has life in himself, so also he has granted to the Son to have life in himself and he has granted him the right to pass judgment, because he is the Son of Man. Do not be amazed at this, because a time is coming when all who are in the graves will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done good things to the resurrection of life, but those who have done wicked things to the resurrection of condemnation. I can do nothing on my own. I judge only as I hear, and my judgment is just, because I do not seek my own will, but the will of him who sent me. If I testify about myself, my testimony is not true. There is another who testifies about me, and I know that the testimony he gives about me is true. You sent messengers to John, and he testified to the truth. I don't receive human testimony, but I say these things so that you may be saved. John was a burning and shining lamp, and you are willing to rejoice for a while in his light. But I have a greater testimony than John's because of the works that the Father has given me to accomplish. These very works I am doing testify about me that the Father has sent me. The Father who sent me has himself testified about me. You have not heard his voice at any time, and you haven't seen his form. You don't have his word residing in you because you don't believe the one he sent. You pour over the scriptures because you think you have eternal life in them, and yet they testify about me.
but you are not willing to come to me so that you may have life. I do not accept glory from people, but I know you, that you have no love for God within you. I have come in my Father's name, and yet you don't accept me. If anyone else comes in his own name, you will accept him. How can you believe since you accept glory from one another, but don't seek the glory that comes from the only God? Do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. Your accuser is Moses, on whom you have set your hope. For if you believed Moses, you would believe me, because he wrote about me. But if you don't believe what he wrote, how will you believe my words? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the old city of Jerusalem, there's a quiet corner with manicured gardens outside a beautiful church. Just off to the side, you'll see the stairs that lead down to the Pool of Bethesda and its roofed colonnades. In Jesus' day, the invalids of Jerusalem gathered at that pool. Word on the street was that the waters had healing powers because occasionally the waters would swirl and bubble. It's likely that this disturbance of the waters was caused by natural springs, but the rumor was that an angel was stirring the waters and that the first person to jump in would be healed. Hot springs can and do have the effect of helping aches and pains sometimes, so regardless, this was a place of hope for invalids. One day, Jesus rolled up to the pool and struck up a conversation with a man who had been there for 38 years. When Jesus asked the man if he wanted to be healed, the man didn't even give a yes or no answer. It seems like he may have given up on healing entirely. In fact, he told Jesus why healing seemed impossible for him. After all, he'd been there for 13,870 days. He'd watched as others made it into the pool before him. But in the midst of his hopelessness, Jesus showed up to give him the thing he didn't dare to hope for. And the man picked up his mat and walked off. And do you know where he went afterward? To the temple. For almost four decades, he hadn't been allowed or able to go there. He wasn't just lame, he was considered unclean. But the moment he was healed, he headed off to worship God. Unfortunately, he got in an argument with the Pharisees because he'd brought his mat with him, which was against their rules for the Sabbath. And so was the fact that Jesus healed this man on the Sabbath. But Jesus pointed out that neither of these things were against God's rules for the Sabbath. Because of all this, the Pharisees wanted Jesus dead. So Jesus pushed back not just to be defiant, but because they were being defiant. They were defying God's commands to not add to his words. Jesus said every single thing he was doing was done through his father's power. And if they were angry about it now, they hadn't seen the half of it. He said he would give life to the dead when he spoke to them. He said God the father had given the role of judgment to him, but that ultimately all his judgments are the ones the father handed down because he seeks the father's will anyway. The Pharisees knew a lot of scripture. But knowing Scripture without Christ is pointless. He is the point even of the Old Testament. All of Scripture testifies to Him. He's where the joy is. I'm Tara Lee Cobble, and you're listening to the He's Where the Joy Is podcast presented by LifeWay. LifeWay.